Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Mourning? Persecution? These are things we actively avoid. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice to be done. Blessed are the peacemakers. Who aspires to such things? No one would hope that their children would grow up to be any of these things that Jesus describes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Such ones are the butt of our jokes. These are the ones whom the world looks upon with pity, if not outright scorn. But Jesus comes along with these, his first words of public teaching in the Gospel of Matthew, and he speaks blessing upon such poor, unfortunate souls. Now, if Jesus' words sound peculiar to you, to your ears, you can be sure that they did when he first spoke them there on that mountain so long ago. See, the heart of a sinner is the same from Adam and Eve all the way down to our present day. The sinner's heart is and always has been opposed to the ways of Jesus the ways of the kingdom, the ways of the gospel that Jesus proclaims. The world seeks blessings in wealth and success, 
And Jesus blesses the poor and the meek. The world seeks blessings in security and safety, and Jesus speaks blessing upon the peacemakers and the persecuted. The world seeks blessings in pleasure and power, and Jesus blesses the pure in heart and the merciful. It's not that Jesus doesn't know what we want. He hits the nail on the head. He knows we want blessing. The sinner in us wants the blessing. We just don't want the descriptors that Jesus gives to those who receive the blessing. See, the world wants comfort without the mourning. Wants justice to be done, but without having to wait for it, without having to hunger and thirst for it. We want it done now, in our way, in our time. The sinner in us wants heaven, but without the poverty of spirit or the persecution. Wants to see God, but without giving up what this world has to offer. Once the rejoicing and the reward, but without making anyone uncomfortable. But Jesus knows this about us. When he speaks these words of blessing, these beatitudes, he isn't giving us things to do. He isn't laying down a list of laws so that we can get busy doing them. He is giving us descriptions of himself and of his reign. Poor in spirit, meek, pure in heart, merciful, persecuted, reviled. Jesus is all of these things for us. Jesus has come for us and claimed us as his own. We sinners didn't seek him out or seek out his kingdom, but in his mercy, he redeemed us, purchasing us through the blood of the cross. He has planted in us and grown in us faith in him and made us his disciples. And now, as children of God, when we look in the mirror, we begin to see a family resemblance. That is, we joyfully discover, displayed in our own lives, these characteristics, these peculiar characteristics of Jesus and of his kingdom. This is surely not of our own doing, but a gift by faith. By faith in Christ, then, we disciples are okay with being poor in spirit, for we trust that the Lord raises the poor from the dust. We count ourselves blessed even as we mourn, for our hope is in the Lord, who has promised that those who believe in him, even though they die, shall live.
By faith in Christ, we find ourselves content to be meek, for the Lord is our strength, and his power is made perfect in weakness. We count it a blessing to hunger and thirst for righteousness, for we know that our Lord has already won the victory over sin, death, and the devil, and he will not delay long. And granting justice for us. By faith in Christ we joyfully show mercy. For in Christ we have received mercy beyond measure. By faith in Christ we know that our hearts are not made pure by anything that we have done. But by the presence of the Holy Spirit given to us. He makes us pure even as he himself is pure. By faith in Christ, we are sustained by the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, a word of peace which then we eagerly share with our neighbors. By faith in Christ, even when we suffer rejection for the sake of the gospel, we count it as a blessing. For we remember that we are not alone, but we are in the glad company of all those prophets, martyrs, and saints who have gone before us and have suffered in that same way. These characteristics, these traits of Jesus, now by faith become active in our lives, even as they have been made active and alive and are reflected in the lives of all those saints who have gone before us. And on this day, in particular, we give thanks for those saints who have preceded us in faith and in life. The witness that their lives bear is to God's faithfulness and the immeasurable blessings that we have in Christ. Saints aren't superheroes. They aren't the powerful. They are the weak ones who have been made strong in Christ. It's not that they don't suffer. It's that in the midst of their suffering, they know that Christ is with them. In recalling their witness, we pray too that our own lives may encourage those whom we meet. That those who hear our story, our real, messy story, our blessed story, may give glory to God. For as with all those saints that have gone before us, we too have been made saints in Christ. And so, saints of God, I invite you this week to spend some time reflecting on those peculiar blessings that God has given to you. Perhaps even today, this afternoon when you go home, make some notes or write a letter that bears witness to how God has proved himself to be trustworthy and faithful to you in this year. Yes, in this year, 2020. This long year which seems like it will never end. This year which has had so many peculiar ways in which we have suffered. God has proved himself faithful to us. To you. 
take some time to reflect upon it. To see how in your life these peculiar blessings that Christ pronounces have come to fruition in you by faith. I encourage you to lean in and explore how you have seen God at work this year blessing you. And then I invite you to share that reflection with someone, maybe in your house, a co-worker, a neighbor, someone who will be encouraged by your story of God's blessing to you. And then I invite you to invite them to share with you this same exercise. Invite them to consider how God has blessed them this year and then to come back and share it with you. That together, mutually, you may be built up and encouraged in faith as you reflect upon the blessings of God in Christ. Blessings which come not to those whose lives are all put together and clean and neat, but to the real, messy, impoverished lives that we live day by day. God gives us blessing in Christ Jesus. Amen.